In the past 17 years, Stephen Caps has made every mistake in business you could think of. He's learned the lessons the hard way. Get ready to learn from someone who's been there. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. From the brink of bankruptcy to debt-free and thriving, we'll talk about things like mistakes that business owners make that are guaranteed to give you heartburn, overcoming fear, who's running the business anyway. You'll learn, but we'll have some fun along the way. This is Pull Up and Thrive, and now, your host, Stephen Caps. After 17 years in business, it's become more and more clear to me the power of intentionality. Nothing happens by accident. Nothing happens by me wishing. I wish I could lose weight. I wish I could save more money. I wish I could take a vacation, but I can't because my business holds me down. My name is Stephen Caps, and that used to be me. And I help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so they can have the life and business that they want. What we're going to do in this episode and on every episode of Pull Up and Thrive is that we'll give you the nuts and bolts of business, the very things I wish I had when I started. But I started like a lot of you did. I was an entrepreneur. I was a go-getter. I had a good work ethic, and I could make things happen. But I soon realized, and maybe you're realizing it too, that hard work and entrepreneurship will only get you so far. Now, what we discuss in episode three, where do I start, are the first three steps in starting or growing a business. And if you haven't had opportunity to listen to that, go back to episode three. I'll drop it in the show notes, so check it out. So step number one, mission statement. Step number two, core values, then strategic priorities. So today we're going to step number four, creating systems. When you have a mission, why you exist, then you have your core values, this is what we stand for, and then you have your annual goal, which is broken down into quarterly strategic priorities that drives things forward. Now what we need in our business are systems. And again, systems are just the way that we do business. And like Michael Gerber in his book, The E-Myth, you hire the people who manage the systems and the systems run the business. Now Gerber also talks about the franchise or the turnkey business. And probably the most well-known if and the first as far as I know franchise was McDonald's. Now, I love them or hate them, hey, they pressed out a pattern that works, and that's what we want to do in our business. So when you go somewhere, when you go out to eat, when you go to a hotel and you have a good experience, that was not an accident. That was part of a system. But We make the mistakes, I know I made the mistakes, and countless business owners do, is that all their systems are in their head, and they're the only one that knows the systems. Or they 
create these super complicated systems that only super highly skilled individuals can do. So what's in, so what ends up happening is that they're a genius with a thousand helpers, not a, not a well-oiled machine. If you want to have everything in your head, uh, that's fine. If you want to be the genius with a thousand helpers, that's fine too. But if you never want to be able to leave work early or never take a day off, which I think most business owners have that part down, but I don't think that was what you had in mind when you started your business. So let's dive into this. So you have your mission statement and your core values first because you got to have those down first before we start with the systems because everything that we're doing, one builds upon another. Now, the longer that I'm in business, the more it becomes clear to me all these things work together like a machine. So if you have a machine, let's just say a car, and you ask, what is the most important part of the car? Now, there are parts that are more important than the other, but you need all of them working together for it to start, run, and drive. And that's what we're doing. So the mission statement is where we're going. And the core values is what we stand for. Then the strategic priorities is what drives the business forward towards the mission. Now, systems are how we do business day to day. So let's say that you have a restaurant or any type of a brick and mortar business. Someone has to open and close that business every day. So there needs to be a written system how we do that. Now, most likely, maybe you're the business owner and you're opening and closing. Or maybe you have a manager that opens and closes. But what happens when you're not there? Is there a written system? Anyone could be trained the system and be able to do it. When you started your business, you had a pretty good idea of how you wanted to run it. But what happens is that we hire people and without systems in place, it goes off the rails pretty fast. That's why it's important to have clear written systems. Now, creating all the systems will take some time. Now, I'm not saying that this is an easy task, but it's definitely worth the time. How you want the store opened. Where are the light switches? Are there breakers that need to be turned on? Where are they located at? The parking lot needs to be picked up, but the floor is vacuumed, or whatever needs to be done on a daily basis, have that written out. Now, a checklist is a super great system. And what adds so much weight to that checklist is let's say you add someone has to sign off on the checklist because then it's just not oh check 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 maybe they were done maybe they weren't whenever there's accountability in place all right I'm doing the checklist and I know someone is going to check this it is sort of like you're driving down the highway and you see a police car the first thing that I do is I look down and check my speed That's the same thing of having accountability in place on something like a checklist. Okay, someone will check to make sure that not only did I do the stuff on the checklist, but I did the checklist. Then you go to your next system. Now, all the systems must be communicated with your team over and over again, not just one time. Okay, so don't make the mistake that I did was that you make a system, communicate it one time, and then they promptly don't do it, and then you blow a gasket because I told them one time and they messed it up. Your number one job 
Now, I had someone tell me this, so it's my turn to tell you this, okay? My number one job is to be the CRO, the Chief Repeating Officer. we got to say these things over and over and over again. Now, whenever your team begins to imitate you, like giving your spiel, you're just starting to get through. Now, don't stop because it's important to keep these sayings going. I mean, do you know what the speed limit is on uh, the interstate in your town or whenever you uh, go on a trip? I mean, I do. 75 miles an hour. Some states, 85. But they have a sign posted every so often. 75 miles an hour. 75 miles an hour. A sign is a system. And the enforcers of the system are police officers. So I wrote something, or I copied something here from Quora.com. How many times do I need to read something to remember it? Now, it's a little different, but I found it very interesting. I'm going to read this uh, that I copied off their website. As long as you understand the why something is the way that it is, you need only one rep. If you aren't interested, it could take up to seven reps. And then if it's hard to remember like a paragraph, it may take many, many times, like 20 to 45 times of reading the paragraph. If you want to get muscle memory, it could take 100 times. So I just found that very, very interesting. When we're starting to get systems in place... We want to get your team involved because that gets buy-in. And then we have to communicate the systems over and over again. Now, what is super important, and this article really reinforces it, is when they understand the why, they get it. The human brain gets it so much faster. Don't just say, because I'm the boss and I said so. Okay, that's like sabotaging everything that we're doing. Okay, Because no one wants a boss. This could be a whole episode all on its own, but no one wants a boss. No one wants to be barked orders, you know, so don't be barking orders and expecting them to comply. I'm going to tell you a story. Whenever I was 19 years old, I was just on my own for the first time. And to show you how naive I was, I moved from Oklahoma to Arizona with $75 and a gas card. Now, a day or two later, the card was maxed out, and as you guessed it, my $75 ran out too. So, I went for a job interview at a landscaping company. They probably had 50 employees, and what the interview consisted of was 15 or 20 guys that wanted a job showed up at 6 o'clock in the morning at their yard. So, you have all the trucks with the crew leaders on one side and all the laborers that wanted a job on the other. So we waited to see if you looked young and healthy enough, I guess, to be one of the chosen ones. But you'd stand around and then Murray, the owner, this short, thin, nerdy looking guy, has the glasses and haircut to uh, go with it. He would say, uh, you know, point at one of the laborers, you will go with Greg, you, you and you will go with Joe. Oh, hey, didn't you work with Mike yesterday? Oh, Mike said that uh, you were worthless. You, you uh, get out of here. And then I was unfortunate enough to work there for about a year. And it was a regular occurrence that Murray would pull up to the job site, jump out of his truck, cuss everybody out, 
jump back in his big fancy truck and go on to the next job site to cuss them out too. So needless to say, they had very high turnover and most of the employees were fresh out of the joint. Didn't have a driver's license, so I learned a lot about drugs in prison. A lot more than I ever wanted to. Which, this was where I got my first supervisory role. Because I had a driver's license. So, this guy, Murray, was a jerk. He was mean, he was rude, he was crude. And he is what I and many in the leadership space call a boss. No one wants a boss. This form of leadership does not work. It's not even being a leader. It works in the short term, but not in the long term. And that's what we're trying to create. We're wanting healthy business. We want to create a place where people enjoy coming to work. So we want to focus on the long term. That is why we are creating systems and we communicate them over and over again with our team. In that vein, you need to establish a cadence of communication. Now, I'm, now I'm hitting two or three things here, but they all tie together. When you create a system, you have to communicate with all the parties involved, preferably at the same time if possible, because I hate repeating the same thing 10 different times to 10 different people. So let's get everyone who needs to be there together and go over the system. If you have a restaurant, get all of your wait staff together, go over the system. This is how we greet customers. This is how we wait tables. This is how, this is how we do it. So hopefully by this point, you have your mission statement and your core values in place and we're hiring and firing based on those core values and mission statements. The more involved the system, the more time it requires to implement, train, and communicate. So if it's more complicated, make sure to take the extra time. Now, something that I've done is um, in our business is that we made the customer journey for each revenue stream. Because each one is a little bit different. Uh, my wife, Sarah, and I own a custom driveway gate business, txgates.com. Now, in the old days, everything was in my head. I was the only one that knew pricing. I was the only one that had any of that information. And the pricing was always different depending on my mood. But nothing was written down. So the first thing in creating a system is writing it down as simple as possible. When we do a quote on a gate, we have a simple form that we've taken a ton of time to get it right. So all the pricing is out of my head on this paper. And it's done very simple, so it's an easy form. From this form, don't think that easy means cheap or, well, now I can't sell a big job or something like that. Because on this simple form, we can sell a $2,000 job or a $20,000 plus. Also accompanied by a binder that has more details on more specifics that couldn't fit on the form. Quote form on the front and it has a contract on the back. This can easily be converted to a job on the spot. One thing that we had to get, o- get over was there was always exceptions. Well, it's this much except this. Well, it's sometimes this, but sometimes it's not. So you have to get rid of exceptions for everything. Because if there's always exceptions, then you can't create a system that's duplicatable. And that's what we want to do. If you want to grow your business, you have to create systems that are easy to follow. 
Now, any custom business is complicated by nature, so we sought out to make it as simple as possible. Now, what we did will work for any type of a a custom business. And what I mean by that is that something like a sandwich shop. You know, a sandwich shop, you have six choices for bread. And then you have your choice for meat, cheese, vegetables, and dressing. But you can only choose from those things. Now, the majority of our work can be sold off of this form. The mistake that I made in the early days was I wanted every single job from every crazy person that walked in the door. We're a welding shop and we can make anything. We're the jack of all trades and the master of none. But as we begin to niche it down and get more specific about what we did, but more importantly about what we don't do, then you create systems around that. Because when the customer choices are unlimited and the variety is endless, it frustrates you and the customer. You want to simplify your offering. Now, in doing that, it reduces the amount of inventory that you have to have on hand and in turn reduces your costs. So you go to Chick-fil-A, how many things do they have on the menu? Four? I mean, they have like grilled chicken sandwich, they have the crispy chicken sandwich, and then they have the spicy chicken sandwich, and they have the deluxe of each of those, but they're just adding cheese and a, a tomato. So it's super, super simple. You have your mission statement, you have your core values, you have the strategic priorities. Now, getting the systems in place, again, systems are how we do business. Communicate them over and over again. Uh, The next step is hiring the people to run the systems, which we're going to take a deep dive into hiring the right people in the next episode. Hey, this has been great. I know it's a lot to get this out of your head and on paper. It's super hard, but it's worth it, I promise. Do the work. You'll be glad that you did. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. This is Stephen Caps. Till next time, you're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Ain't that the truth? Till next time.